Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. On today's show, I'm joined by co-founder of Dame Products, Alexander Fine, to talk about women in sex tech, the ins and outs of running a sex toy company, and the G-Spot debate. What is it? Where is it? And why you should never question its existence again. Why having an STD is not the end of the world. And are you a one and done kind of person? How to stop losing interest in your partners after the first sexual encounter. All this and more. Thanks for listening. You know I'm all about your pleasure. I'm a huge fan of finding new ways for you to experience it even more. And for the guys, I know you love your orgasms, but what if I told you you could experience pleasure in a whole new way that's going to completely blow your mind? Okay, hear me out. You've probably heard me call the prostate the male G-spot. Well, that's because when stimulated, it can lead to strong erections and incredibly intense orgasms. Yes, I'm talking about prostate play. And whether or not you've tried it before, Aneros knows that prostate stimulation feels amazing. Funny enough, they found this out by accident because their products were originally for health benefits, but they got this incredible feedback. Can you just imagine the feedback? Um, hi, I just had the most incredible orgasm from my butt. Anyway, please meet the new Trident Collection. Each Aneros massager in this lineup hits three areas of stimulation, internally on the prostate or P-spot and externally on the perineum and the K-spot just behind the anus. I know, who knew there were so many spots? Bottom line, these external acupressure points can lead to full body orgasms. Aneros calls this the super O. I call it the holy crap O. I'm sure you'll find some good names for it. And what makes Aneros products unique is that they're self-powered, meaning they don't vibrate or require batteries. Your body's own movement makes the magic happen. Use them on your own or with a partner. The results are explosive. Like all Aneros products, the Trident massagers have been medically researched and are anatomically configured to fit perfectly. They're made from a solid, non-porous, body-safe plastic that is comfortable and easy to clean. I have so much to say about Aneros, and I'll be talking about them more in the future. And you're always asking me for more male toys, so you're welcome. Check out the Trident line for yourself. Just go to sexwithemily.com slash Aneros. That's sexwithemily.com slash A-N-E-R-O-S today. You got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. A girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean, like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. Well, you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, go to sexwithemily.com. Check it out. Check out our website because it's a good time. And you can also um, follow us on all social media. It's at Sex with Emily across the board on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And here's the fun news. You can listen to podcasts pretty much everywhere that you're hanging out these days. Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, if you're into that sort of thing, everywhere. So thanks everyone for listening, checking us out on iTunes. I appreciate when you review us there. It helps the show. And um, that makes me happy because I want to keep doing shows because I love you all. And I also love my guest. She's amazing. Alexandra Fine. She's the co-founder of Dame Products. You know I love a good sex toy. She is an innovative woman. She's a master's in clinical psychology from Columbia 
and uh, she focused on marriage and sex therapy. So we're going to talk about that. She also realized, but what's going on with women and sex? Women aren't having great sex. They deserve more orgasms. So she's very innovative and started Dame Products. And I just adore her CEO and co-founder of Dame Products, Alex Fine. Hi. 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 I'm so excited. She came from New York, stopped by, said hello. We're going to get some dinner. But first, yeah. we're going to talk business and sex. So welcome to the show. Tell me, people, not everyone knows about your journey here. So t- let's tell me about your journey with Dame Products. Yeah. So Dame Products has been a company for a little over four years now. It was started by myself and my co-founder, Janet. Um, Janet went to MIT for mechanical engineering. And as you mentioned, I wanted to be a clinical psychologist for a long time. I got my master's in in psychology at Columbia. And I had worked at Planned Parenthood and really focused my studies on sexuality, women's studies. Um, but ultimately, I'm just I'm not very good at listening and I'm really impatient. <laughs> so I was like, let me see what else is out there. I worked in a consumer goods company. I loved it. It was like a three to four person company, depending on that part right. of my journey. And I was like, oh, I love entrepreneurship. This is amazing. What if I made sex toys? <laughs> like I can put my passion for passion and mix it with entrepreneurship and maybe more effectively impact women's sexuality right. that way. Right. So what about sex toys before, like... Why a sex toy? Had you had experience with sex toys before? Oh, yeah. So you like were a connoisseur fan? Yeah. So I am 30. In 1998 is when Sex and the City had that rabbit yes. episode. It was like 20 years ago this month. It was 20 yeah. years ago. So for me, I definitely felt growing up like sex toys were like risque, but like everybody's doing it. Right. Right. Like, and I, I knew where Babeland was because I grew up outside of New York City. So I. In some ways, like you had used vibrators, I think probably, probably maybe around 16 starting, maybe. Okay. I don't know how I got one. Um, and yeah, but they were never, they never felt, well, a ton of them just broke on me. Right. I had one they light on did fire. The batteries and stuff. Yeah. And like, right, they start heating. Yeah. I had heating. like the, the bullet with like the wire. And one time, like when you want your vibrator to yes. work, you want your vibrator to yeah, work. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I always say like the people are like, "What's the worst sex you ever have?" I'm like literally, when I'm almost there, my vibrator dies. It's when just, that used to happen, not as so, much anymore. It's vibrator. Okay, so, so, so you had, so you were obviously studying sex, experience mm-hmm. with sex, had your own toys, and then you're like, "Oh my god, I want to make a toy." I want to make a toy. I've, I mean, what I, I always wanted to help more vulva owners experience more pleasure. Um, you know, women are four times more likely to say that sex has been not at all pleasurable in the last year. They're, you know, half as likely to have an orgasm during sex. There's just a whole list of stigma and issues around female sexuality relative to male sexuality. And I just really wanted to impact that in my life. And making toys that were designed to increase female pleasure in a way that made partners still feel included in the experience seemed like something that people weren't really necessarily doing in the space. Right. Plus... I feel like all the toys out, not all of them, but a lot of them, Not there, there was definitely the stuff that was lighting on fire and not great quality and right. not safe at the time. Right. There was like the jelly stuff. And then there was like the high, high end stuff that was really amazing, but I never felt like it was marketed for me. Right. It felt really hypersexual. Like they were like always like in dark packages. It was like very sexy and really expensive right. too. Um, it's so I funny. Like- I was, yeah, it's true. They were, um, when they changed about, I'm trying to think, it's probably about 10 years ago, 12 years ago. 
I think like I think you mentioned that I was reading something you were at Jimmy Jane like early on when they mm-hmm. started and it was like, like that was the first one yeah, yeah. maybe even right. early 2000s and you're like oh it doesn't look like a big penis like that's and a lot of the toys were developed by it, men and they're thinking well women must want a penis yeah people must like that's just must be what they want is yeah. extension because I'm not there like that whole mentality around to- I think we have come a long way since then and even since the Sex and the City episode which was so pivotal that is literally the one moment on television that people can bring up where they like saw a vibrator like mm-hmm. the first time yeah so that and then, and then they, to where they are now but you're right so the, those toys like 10 years ago is when they started changing that's what I love about your product is that it your toy is that it really is something that's wearable so yeah oh Right. Okay. So right. I know we got so much <laughs> to say like here. You guys, fi- you know, I always bring it back. Okay. So yeah. So. Let me. So so we launched this company. I, I finally met. Like I had this idea for this one specific vibrator, which is called Eva. Now we make a few, but this was kind of the product that launched us. Um, it's a hands-free clitoral vibrator that a vulva owner can wear. It has these bendable wings that tuck underneath the labia majora. It pushes them out, kind of like a Spider-Man or a ninja climbing up a right. wall or something, and that keeps the motor in place. And you can wear it while you're being. Penetrated. 70% of women, and there's a lot of research out there that shows it's even higher in right. some way, have their most sexual sensation via their clitoris. Yes, yes. So we wanted to create a way for vulva owners to have that stimulation during penetrative sex. Piving, somebody called it piving. <laughs> piving, PV sex. Piving, like penis in vagina. Oh. Yeah. Piving. I Piving. love it. I'm trying to spread it. I think it should catch on. <laughs> Generally, when people think of sex, that is what they think of. But yeah. it's actually a really male-centric view of sex. And we often view sex as like ending with the male orgasm. Yes. How can we increase female pleasure? And what does that look like? So anyway, Eva, we we created it. I met my co-founder very serendipitously. And she was able to like take these very scary things I was making at home and turn them into like a beautiful manufactured product. We launched it on Indiegogo, which is a crowdfunding platform. Right. And we raised over half a million dollars. That's amazing. Congratulations, yeah. by the way. Thank That's huge you. in this industry. And didn't you have to like petition them to allow you to actually do a crowdfund for Sort of. Okay, so so we had to, we reached out to Kickstarter and they denied us. And so we went on Indiegogo and Indiegogo was really supportive of the industry at the time. And they didn't, we didn't have to petition. But then two years later, we launched our second product, which is Finn, which is also phenomenal. It's a finger vibrator. Mm -hmm. It's really just easy to hold and grip. Okay. Again, it's like the the goal at that time was we wanted to make touch to increase touch without taking away from the, from what it's like to touch somebody. Like oftentimes we use these toys, a lot of these toys like, become the experience they put their it's like a long stick of plastic maybe between you and your partner so we wanted to like minimize the space right right. so it's kind of like a small little bullet vibrator with those um you know the things that people put on the back of their phones yes it's like almost like that's on the the back of it like little topper so it just like fits between your fingers people with arthritis love it it's just like so easy to hold um and then we at that point our offices just like happened to be around the block from Kickstarter and we had met them in the scene and they started to get to know us and we sent them an email being like, hey, we're about to do our second crowdfunding campaign. Um, we're just, you know, right. curious how you guys feel about us maybe using the platform and they kind of came back to us and they were like, you know what, we've reviewed how we feel about the space and what the space can be and, and like you've changed our minds essentially and they let us on the platform. That's amazing. Yeah, it was 
it was a tough decision because we had such a great experience with Indiegogo right. and we felt like we were Oh, I see. Switching. It was Indiegogo Kickstarter. I get it. Right, because we were like two oh, competitors. Okay. But it was just so amazing to be the first. Yes. Yeah, right, there are two I, separate like, platforms. I'm following you going, which one? Okay, got it. Mm-hmm. You're also, you know, learned a lot through the last four years you've been doing this, I'm sure from Volvo owners. I'm trying to get better at this, really. People, like, I mean, I you just, have to. It's true. People with Volvo's... Volvo I mean, owners. it's hard because on the because internet. Because this change, like, and just so my listeners know, like, say woman, man, but that's really, it's assumptive right now with different gender mm-hmm. identities, like, to say person with the Volvo, person with the penis, penis owners. It's funny because it's, generally you don't need to identify people that way. I actually make products for Volvas. Right. That's Like, literally. Literally. But even now, you, right. Yeah, because, right, there, there are now, there are men or there probably have been for quite some time, but now we really have a lot more mm-hmm. of a stronger population that identify as men and even present as men mm-hmm. and feel like everything is masculine, masculine, right? but they have, they have a vagina, exactly. they have a vulva and that's fantastic. And the products work for them as well. Exactly. Even okay. though actually sometimes testosterone can change your vulva a little bit. So there are different shapes right. which is something that we oh, get that's to think great. about in product development right Eva fits different people differently um, it depends on how enlarged your clitoris is right. which is what testosterone often does right. to the clitoris right. so if it gets really enlarged it will kind of be hard to wear Eva okay so Finn, Finn is definitely better for that. And okay. it's definitely something that we're like considering too in our designs and you're understanding. Because making some more. Oh yeah, we're launching more this stuff. This like a whole thing. We have like a little little program called Dame Labs where anybody can kind of sign up to be involved in helping us design our products. And we send out surveys. And oh, that's awesome. Yeah, So yeah. DameProducts.com mm-hmm. is they can find it, right? Yeah, you and go to DameProducts.com. show notes as well. Yeah, we'll make sure so it gets out there. We will. We've both been in this industry and you've learned a lot in the last few years that you've been doing this. Five years now? Four years? So you've gotten great feedback. It's been really successful, you guys. You know that I know all the toys out there. And what have you learned about sex or response from Volvo owners? I would say I I feel like... Happy Volvo owners. Yeah, I often feel like I relearn, like, just, like, the most simple truth, you know, every now and then. Like, we are different, and we all experience sensation differently. And there's a huge variety of what we like, and, like, it's very subjective. Mm Mm-hmm. And like sometimes I'm always just like shocked by that clitoral stimulation. It seems to really be the preferred products. We're excited to make internal toys. Something I've personally learned is how much I like internal toys. I didn't know until I actually started. I've, I've been more aggressively trying out sex toys since now that I have a yeah, sex toy exactly. company. They send them to you well, crazy, yeah, right? Try. Yeah, um, and I really love weighted dildos like uh, like oh not even but dildos dildos like internal products that have like um, a mass i didn't realize like the weight you can kind of it's about pressure play more than vibration internally and that was something that like i had no idea so while you know we've been making toys like it's something like 80 percent of our we did a survey recently and 80 percent preferred clitoral vibrators we did this study too so we were asking our listeners was it our formal study it might have been our formal study but we we just did a big survey and then we did one on twitter but we're asking people and most people want the clitoral toys which makes sense because the clitoris is where all the magic happens that's why we have eight thousand nerve endings there and it's not just that little bud so that's kind of the entree point but so many toys before were oriented towards that and you're making me think of i'm going to go right into the sex the news thing here because i feel like you, know, you said you keep learning things over and over again, but yeah, yeah. in a way, I mean, it's a long time. Things do change, but there's really some things like people can test the G spot, and does it really exist, or why does it exist, or how do you explain where it is? 
I also find that people that I am close with in my life, not just listeners, but they're like, that I think would know or would be more familiar are like, I would, is everyone have a G-spot? Like women friends of mine. And I still feel like we're so insular in this industry in so many ways, but yeah, that people are surprised by it or they still want to know what mm. it is. So what is the deal with the G-spot? So over the years, but they're having conflicting ideas over what it is. And it was invented by Ernst Grafenberg, which I always think it's funny that a man was the one who was like, hey, there is this G-spot. It is real, so why is there controversy? So it's more complicated, and it's not just like a spot. It's really like, oh, well, is it actual Mm. anatomical structure? Like our doctors in medical school going, and this is the G-spot. Right. You know, it's more about the tissues that are, and some people think it is an extension of the clitoris. Many theories abound about the G-spot. You know, it's real and pleasure, whether or not it's a myth, it's understood by medical professionals and sexual experts, sexual experts like ourselves here to be part of the urethral clitoral complex. It extends inside the body up to five inches well into the labium abdomen, and the G-spot is part of the clitoris, some say, that's the back end of the internal structure. I just wanted to discuss with you about, because you just brought this up about the toys, like people often think mm. that the G-spot is this holy grail of orgasms and there's something wrong if we can't have it. Oh, Freud. I just, exactly. I do? just want everyone to chill a little bit out about it. And I, I do, you know, hope that people just do the exploring that women are like, I'm going to go inside. I'm just going to figure it out. I'm going to use a toy. They could use mm-hmm. same products. They could use the Eva. They could use the Finn. Mm-hmm. I always say, if you are looking for it, do a little research, knock out that orgasm first, the clitoral orgasm, and then it can help you more yeah. engorge the G-spot. So yeah. let's just talk about the, your wow. thoughts on the G-spot, all that we threw out there. My thoughts are that if, People are reporting the experience and it exists, right? Like, right. done. I just really don't know how we, you know, like, I think, I think Kinsey had, I think, reported that there was somebody interviewed who was able to orgasm from rubbing their eyebrow. Yeah. So, like, you know, that's what, right. And your thoughts, like, whatever does, you know, whatever brings you to orgasm is great. And, and if there is a spot in your body that seems to have some kind of, nerve connection that gives you pleasure in your brain then that for you is a spot so like it exists it does exist so how would you explain it okay okay where's the g-spot alex fine the g-spot is on the frontal wall it's about usually an inch to two inches up um on the front wall and and it kind of kind of changes like like squishiness i think yeah and it's like two fig. You put a finger inside, come hither motion yeah. towards the frontier wall, and you can find like a rough, like a like an apricot pit yeah. or a peach pit. Ooh, like that. Yes, like the can get rough and kind of swollen. Mm-hmm. And that's how you can find it by the penetrating it by different. kind of applying pressure. Yeah. So, and I think that another thing to do is to also instead of just looking for it, to kind of like do that stroking come that come hither motion that we're talking about, but go from side to side really slowly and see if there's a part where it does feel different. I think. Sometimes when you're just trying to hit the spot, you actually just might be hitting yes. it over and over again, but you're not sure. Exactly. It's like try a different spot that doesn't feel as good and to feel more. Exactly. Because you never know because that's yeah, that's why it does help to be warmed up. I mm-hmm. think just going in for it, that's why I love my clitoral toys. And I think that's for a lot of women, the clitoral orgasm is the I honestly, easiest one. Yeah. But sometimes I even use a clitoral toy and I've had there's something like one of my pet peeves with toys is when they don't have a low enough setting. Yeah. And I have to like layer, like we're all like put a put like the toy underneath the pillow or right, something, right, right, or just kind of like three pairs of underwear on. So yeah, it's yeah, just to like because it's about it's a slow warm up, and that feels for me, I like that. I agree. 
it's, I like playing with the toys. People just are think. I think what we're saying is that all this stuff about exploring it really is important to not give up. Also, if you've just been looking in one way, but there's a lot of other sensations. One toy could give you so many different, so much pleasure. So one yes, mm-hmm. you got to yeah. keep uh, looking for the pleasure spots. So when you said you've just discovered G spot toys, mm-hmm. prior to that, how do you orgasm? Like, how did you first discover it's it? All? So. I need to know. I actually have internal and external uh, orgasms. Okay. So I think... That's why it's hard if you... I had to go on this spelunking mission. Yeah. So. But I definitely didn't really know where my own G-spot was. I also wonder if penetration being viewed as like sex, like in what sex actually is, if that like made it to me just like more taboo and dirtier and therefore like I was into it more or something. And it was like, I remember when I was younger and I first started having sex, like literally having an orgasm within like the first three, like just like, because there was like a penis inside of me. And I wonder if it was even just more mental than it was. Like I was so revved up and those like first year or so having sex. It's like every time you're like, Oh my God, are we going to have, right. It's kind of, is, is it like, are we going to do it? Like, that is not the situation anymore. Now exactly. it's like... You're like, she's married. She's an old married. No, yeah, she just got like, married. She's yeah, not but old. Like, she's 30. Dating but right. somebody for a long time, or like even in your 20, for me in my 20s, when sex was definitely something I knew I wanted to do and I was going to even go for it and all of that. Like, You had an orgasm within the first time that the penis went inside of you? Yeah, it was really... You guys, don't try this at home. This is not normal. <laughs> this is very rare. I don't know how... I probably kind of want to hand how many times I've heard that someone had an orgasm the first time they had sex. Mm-hmm. I definitely, and I was even, I think I was orgasming when I was a little kid. You're, so you were like masturbating or you yeah. found it? hmm I used to like hump all my pillows you and like, that. and all my stuffed animals. Fluffy had, you know, a potentially a traumatic life. I'm not really <laughs> sure how Fluffy feels about it. Right, but right. Wow. Fluffy was a pet. I was a, not was a like real a, pet. Not, not a real pet. No, we can't talk about that in the air if it was. But, <laughs> but right, so you were one of those, I wish, I have such envy. I really do. And admiration. Whatever. For girls no, who were like, kid, I didn't know. But everybody is different and everybody True. explores it differently. And I think that that makes your experience just different. And maybe in some ways, there's probably parts of it that I would feel envious of. And probably. I, that's what makes the world go round. Yeah. But really, for women, I was just like, God, you just, you had that. You. I think that that is, and then, then I, I really liked it and I wanted to talk about it and I wanted to experience it more like I definitely felt like when I was younger and in my teenage years like you know you're a woman you're either going to be a mom or you're going to be a whore it's going to be one of those two and I was like way more stoked to be a whore right just like seemed more interesting I just I I was like Like, oh I want to like yeah and I wanted to how did that manifest like look a whore for you like what did you do like in your brain um or in your life I don't, I think it's actually funny because I'm saying that like on one hand (laughs) and then actually what happened was in, um, I don't know if I wanted to be a whore. I know what you mean. It's like like the two structures that I think you're kind of given. Yeah, exactly. Good girl. I was like a good girl. girl. Am I going to sleep pretty slutty? Yeah. But I was also like a goody goody in some ways. Like I was a straight A student and like I got the grades. I'm gonna Yeah, go. I was like a tomboy too. I really liked I was really competitive with the boys and I in sixth grade, like some of my good guy friends wanted to know what kissing felt like and I was like, Oh, I I could totally make that happen for you. And I like kissed three <laughs> boys in one night and that did not go over well in the school. 
Um, were their parents got called? Like no, 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 no. Oh. I mean, like people were just me. I mean, there's more me- to that. People right. were really mean to me. Um, and I like went home crying that day, and then like was definitely felt a little slut shamed. And in sixth grade, in, yeah, in sixth and seventh grade, and then I got really um, was much more guarded about doing the things I wanted to do because I was concerned about like the societal right. feedback. Um, so yeah, that, so, so it's like weird because on one hand I was like, yeah, I totally was like, oh, the madam on this TV show seems like she's in control of this situation and seems dope. Like, I think that's who I want to be. That seems way more interesting than the mom. Than the mom. Totally. I agree. I get that. Um, like, but then on the flip side, I definitely did not like the social stigma. No, no, it's <laughs> not so true because girls are, everyone can be so mean. So what do we do now though? Like, cause, cause women are still not, well, I guess our, in our businesses and our worlds, we're trying to change this, but women are not having pleasurable sex. They're not mm. able to ask what they want. <laughs> I would rather have women kiss and experiment in a safe way than not because they are, they're afraid they're going to get ridiculed. That's what I, I think I was more shut down because I was afraid of, I was just raised to be like a good girl in many mm-hmm. ways. Or that was what I told myself. But now I wish maybe I've made up for it. But when I was in high school, I went the other way. Like, I'm just not going to. I was afraid that if I made out with the guy or did something, had sex with someone, that they would judge me or that it would mm-hmm. be a thing. So I was like, I'm not going to do that. And so I, I'm trying to figure out still, like, what is the happy medium? I think it's also telling women it's okay to have, have casual sex and to be okay with it as long as it's consensual. That I just hope that it's changing soon that we realize it's for pleasure and there's no like bullying but it's still going on so i think you're gonna have a wide range of experiences and you're gonna constantly like find new boundaries like for me like i left college so i dated somebody throughout all of college and like did women gender studies and i was like i'm a sexually liberated woman but i really been just like dating this one guy this whole college and then we broke up and then i was like i'm gonna go out there and like I want right. to get the sex that I want. But then I, I did hit, like I wasn't having great sex and I didn't really always enjoy it. And like, I wasn't really sure what I was looking for in it. And I like re-questioned some of those right. things and that's fine too. Like you're just, I think it's okay to have uncomfortable experiences and to enjoy doing something. And then the next day you realize, oh, I don't enjoy that now. And that's okay too. And not to like get so, you know, I definitely would be like, down on myself like am I looking for love in the wrong places and trying to like you're like right. I don't that, know I'm that's learning. part of the experience exactly yeah. you can't possibly know until you that's why I'm all for people dating around and trying to figure out what yeah. they really love so then you can figure out what you don't sometimes what you don't like is easier than figuring out what you like mm-hmm. but when you were having bad sex what is bad sex mm, to you well to me bad sex was definitely like could be painful it could, you know it could be it's like a, what a lot of other women are expressing now really just like uncomfortable and just bad sex would be like you know we were kissing and it was like straight from that to piving to piving. being done I'll figure out piving it's that's good. like my favorite honestly that's because yeah. like it, it's a very specific really when we think about sex like that's usually what we're talking about but really it's that's much more specific than when I have good sex what's good sex good sex is to me is is slower but not not always like i actually do really like pounding yeah yeah you can swear yeah, i can say fucking like, Fuck I, yeah. like yeah it, but, and, and that is like i remember definitely learning and feeling this like there's making love and then there's fucking and i'm always like how do i make them 
just do all of it at yeah. the same time. <laughs> I want it. I want it all. In one session, you could even flow through all of yes, it. Yes, you a can. That's so know. fun. I know. So you recently got married, like mm. literally like five minutes ago. Like five minutes ago. And so how was your, um, so now I'm assuming you're having amazing sex all the time. No. Um, but I'm curious. No. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's, it's hard. So as a sex educator, like what? Did you, I used to have such a, I used to put a quota on myself. Because like sexuality becomes such a part of my identity and my work and I view myself as a sexual being and in order to be a sexual being, I have to be having sex at least four times a week. And, you know, like I decided right. and I, that was so that was such an awful thing to right. do to myself. Sometimes just not. You just can't. You just I can't even with your partner. And for I also think seven years. So maybe my sex, sometimes I'm, I don't think I am as sexual as I We're was. not. I think. Well, it changes over changed. time. Yes. Everything. And things can impact us like hormones or mm-hmm. medications or we're just freaking tired or being an entrepreneur or starting a business definitely killed my sex life yes. a lot sometimes and you would think also trying out these toys would be fun but sometimes it's work it is like it is work so did it impact like do you think that it ever got like oh my god this is work when you're having sex a little bit like I would definitely I definitely have had experiences where I was trying I had a few prototypes to try and the set I would be like I want us to keep the controls the same so it's like I don't want to um, change the position like I want to try these three toys right. and see which one stays in place the best oh, right so it's like we had to do it in the same I would be like okay thrust exactly the same way <laughs> okay now stop now stop and I would like switch out the toy it's like you're trying to get pregnant yeah I don't know what right. that experience is I know yet. but no but that's they say they're Isn't, like honey yeah. just sit here don't move I'm gonna don't, do a handstand yeah. <laughs> I get that. Like the, the thing is, it's funny because when you work in this, people think, well, don't you ever get sick of sex? I'm like, oh, I could never get sick of sex. Does a chef get tired of, you know, cooking or food mm-hmm. or eating? But I could see like, you know, we're talking about it all the time and sometimes I am. I mean, I guess that we all sometimes get sick of life, right? But mostly yes. like I enjoy living life and I try to focus on that. And it's not really about how much life I live. It's not like, oh, I've been living life so much, so now I don't like it anymore. Right, exactly. It's weird. Because sex is, it can keep getting better. Yeah. It can keep improving communication. Do you and feel- you find new things, and it keeps changing, and it's kind of fun that your relationships change and your body change, maybe. We've never thought about it like that. Exactly. I want to embrace the fact that our, our bodies change, what we desire change, and when and how we want sex changes. Mm-hmm. So I think giving ourselves permission like you said, this arbitrary four times a week, which sounds good, right? Because people are always saying to me, like probably one of the first questions that ask, they say, how many times should I be having sex? Like oh, my wife should. and I'm like, and I don't, I don't should. I'm not going to normalize yeah. it. Is it okay for you and your partner? Like find out what works for, for both of you. Don't like, you know, pick mm-hmm. it out. But to know that, um, that it's okay, that it's not always amazing. You're not always going to want to. And yeah. what can you do to like... And I think that also as like as a sex talker, you know, people expect that your sex life is both amazing and wild and kinky and all of these things and that you've tried it all. But that's not necessarily true. Will you stay and help me answer some questions yeah. for the people? Thank you, Alex Fine from Dame Products. And thank you everyone for listening. Now, quick shout out to our sponsors and we'll be right back. Okay, I say this all the time and I'm going to say it again. Hotel sex is awesome. Even if it's just a few blocks away, a different environment just makes everything that much more exciting. But one of the best things about staying at a hotel, even if you're alone, is sinking into some luxurious bedding. I love that feeling. Well, you know what else is awesome? When a company hits me up to sponsor the show and I'm already a fan, well, that's what happened with Brooklinen. I've been a sheet snap for years. I used to skimp on sheets and then I realized it truly makes a difference when you sleep on quality, comfortable, soft sheets. 
But that's what the founders of Brooklyn and thought too, but they actually started a business. So after Vegas vacation, they looked for the bedding the hotel used and they were shocked by the price. So this inspired them to make that luxurious feeling accessible to everyone. Today, Brooklinen is the fastest growing bedding brand in the world. In fact, they even won Good Housekeeping's Best Online Bedding Company Award. They got great colors and patterns and materials to choose from so you could design your perfect combination. I love my Brooklinen sheets. I gave some to my boyfriend. I told him I wouldn't actually sleep there unless he had these sheets. I tell all my friends about them, so I want you to try some for yourself. Especially now, my listeners can get an exclusive offer, $20 off plus free shipping when you use code SEX at checkout. They're so sure you'll love them that they offer a risk-free 60-night satisfaction guarantee and a lifetime warranty on all sheets and comforters. To get $20 off and free shipping, go to brooklinen.com and use code SEX. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and use code SEX. Here's a listener email I recently received, and let me tell you, it's not the only one of its kind. Hi, Emily. I'm a 38-year-old single mom who wants to get back on the dating scene, but I'm terrified. I've been dealing with bladder leakage and actually started wearing pads every day just to be safe. Between the leaking and the pads, I'm totally insecure about spontaneous intimacy with a new partner. How can I move past this? Well, first, let me tell you that she's not alone. It's actually estimated that 40 million women use pads every day for bladder leaks young, old, with, without kids. But let me tell you, there's nothing to be ashamed of. There are solutions though, and it's not just pads. The Apex by Pormois is an affordable device that uses gentle electrostimulation to create an extremely effective Kegel workout automatically. Not only does a strong pelvic floor help prevent the old sneeze and pee situation, it can increase the strength and frequency of your orgasms, which should also help make you want to get intimate again. Similar to the intensity that I've spoken about for years, the Apex delivers the same results without the rabbit vibrator functions, making it the perfect option for women who are sensitive to stimulation. To start using an Apex and stop relying on pads, visit pourmoi.com Emily. That's P-O-U-R-M-O-I. Dot com slash Emily. Was there anything that being in this industry, though, that you did try that you never thought you would? Yeah, well, I think that, like, definitely starting a sex toy company, for me, gave me a reason to buy a lot, just to have so many sex toys, you know, and really get to explore and experience them. I, I do wonder if I would have tried some of these internal products. Right. Because it's like, oh, I was doing these things, and I was having a great, great time. So to go out and search for more. Right. I don't know if I would have. Yeah, exactly. I want to know how you think having more women in this industry is going to change I mean, sex I, toys and I, sex tech. Well, one, almost all industries were dominated by men for a long time. So, you know, it's not just that it's not just vibrators, but it is interesting that there have been so many men des- like designing these products that are ultimately meant to please a female body, but they weren't testing them on there. They right. weren't asking. No one was talking about it. And they were designing these products that were very much replicate, like, just P- like penises. P- like, yeah. you know, like what, what do, yeah, for pivoting. It's like, oh, what, what do women, women must want more penises, um, I guess. Uh, and there's just like a lot of other things I think about the way sometimes they've been designed. Like, I, I feel like it's not as common, but for a while they were putting like porn stars and stuff on well, vibrators. It, yep. And it's just like, why would women on the boxes? On the I boxes. remember that up until about yeah, 10, 12 years ago, you're like, Oh, I got to hide this. Like that's what we right. think of it. So it has changed. Yeah. It was really interesting. I don't think that the, I don't think that the marketers were 
acknowledging who the market was or they were selling it to men to use on women. Like it was like vibrators were still ultimately for male pressure. And like even like the way, like what is up on a vibrator, you know, like when you're using it on yourself, it's like you are using it upside down a lot. That's how they're designed sort of, but people are starting to change that. Exactly. They try to change where the buttons are. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh yeah, this is makes sense yeah, like exactly. women when I think women see that or if, if you have the right equipment to try the products you can make the products better well exactly. there's a cha- there's a more likelihood that you'll be right, able to make exactly yeah. you actually have the clitoris that you can measure to put around yeah, like and Janet, test it like we like have 3D printers in our office so we like 3D print our prototypes, make them in-house, and we could literally go into the bathroom. That is so cool. And we'll be like, oh. Do you guys do that? It must be fun in your office. Yeah. It is a fun... But I will say, like, I was talking to you, I was out with a bunch of friends, and people were talking about if you've ever masturbated in the office. <laughs> and, like, people were going around and talking about it, and I was like, well, like, it's funny, because, like, I have masturbated in the office for work. Right. Like, because I had to. You had to, right. Which is very different than everybody else there, and I don't, I don't find it enjoyable. It's not like... It's not actually like I'm masturbating. It's like I'm just trying to like feel like this actually out. Actually thinking, like probably have a little yeah. notepad next to you. Exactly. It's like not. It's not sexy. It's not sexy. I'm not doing it for sexual, like, it, which is challenging. To, it probably would be better or it is better experience <laughs> when I go home and really get to experience it in the whole way that I would naturally do it. Had but yeah, f- we'll do that and then we'll like change the way the ridge is or change like how you it, and your partner was really close. You we, and Janet. Are you like, hey, I just tried this ridge. Go yeah, in and you try well, it. It's it's funny because I think yes, we are close, and I think the team though in general does a really great job of kind of like objectively talking about their experiences in a way that isn't like about sex sensuality. Right. It's just kind of about their objective experience, exactly. so we can make the toy better. Right. But it still is we still talk about our vaginas. Like we are, like, I think it really helps and we, it is really hard. We just never want anybody in the company to feel uncomfortable, but we also want them to feel comfortable to like, just help us make this product better. Right. Yeah. I wish that more, this is the other thing, my wish for, for women, Volvo owning people, um, (laughs) Volvo having is that, that we do just celebrate it and feel more comfortable about it and that we are like, I have my, like we're not so secretive about everything that's going on. Like I definitely think our periods that, yeah. and, and, and needing tampons or how, we, how we're changing and our moods change and how, just I don't know, I just think this whole like embarrassment around it, like just celebrating it, loving it, looking in the mirror. Like, it makes us human. If you haven't done this yet, like, I don't know if I've talked about this in a while, but take a mirror and just take a look and at first, you're like, oh, like the first time I heard my, my voice, maybe through it, on mic, I'd be like, oh, that's my voice. And I'm like, okay. You will feel that way too about your vagina. First, you're like, whoa. Mm-hmm. But like, they're all different. They're like snowflakes. And the more you like see it, you get to know it. And then you know what's a really cool thing to do is when you're masturbating, to look at it before and then mm, yeah. as you get turned on and to see like your clitoris that. swells. I always sit down to do this and then I like well, they get into office. it. Someone's like, can I go to the bathroom? No. You're like, God damn it. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, we're like at home, like I'll, you know, because I do think also the way your vulva changes and like to see it and to see it like a little yeah. bit like it's puffier. It's, it's like, it's like hot. Mm-hmm. It's like the blood's, it's like puffy. And like, if you have a hidden clitoris, it like comes out mm. and you're like, hello. Yeah, clitoris, nice. You've been hiding that. Like, I just think, because I talk a lot about exploration and the idea of having a vajournal. I think I'd if I sold a vajournal. You, you guys could write down, like, a, like you could just 
journal about your vagina for journal. And because I think you'd see not only okay, am I talking you about me for journals. I know. Okay. We trademarked it. All the exploration that you're doing, you're trying it out. You're figuring out, where's my G-spot? Where's my clitoris? Like, what's turning me on? And then, if you're actually looking, so I feel like a lot, I feel like I need to talk about this more, you guys, because then you're going to understand that when you're masturbating or when you're having sex, you will know more. Like, actually, since I'm so familiar with mine now, I'll be like, oh, that's, I know where the sensitivity is on the upper left part of my clitoris like I know it more and then that's helped me guide my partner by looking so I think that could be a, a bridge for a lot of women to gap to look at their vagina in that way yeah and watch how it changes and grows yeah. and blossoms I definitely also think of finding like a lexicon like some words like I really like the term like orbiting and layering which I found really helpful with me and my partner well tell me like orbiting is like rubbing around my clitoris like you orbit it yeah so not direct stimulation because also going to be like i don't want you to touch my clitoris like directly like in like but but orbiting he's like oh i know exactly what you want now right and if layering is like i want you to kind of put my lips on top of my clitoris yes. and rub my labia lips this way it's again like it's non-direct clitoral stimulation and just when i learned about those words or like had that language and then i could explain it to my partner those are really good words those are great words it's like oh, kind of mansplaining the yeah but like it's hard because it works. i mean it's like we have all of these terms for like specific ways to get balls in a hoop like there's a difference between like a layup and you know like we should have more words exactly. for how you touch just so right and i want to i want to get back to this what you just said about the, I get, I know what you mean about your labia coming over the clitoris or like mm -hmm. using it to circle, yeah. to layer or to orbit. To, to so layer, anyway, yeah. A lot of women do require indirect clitoral stimulation and the clitoris is not just the little bud. It's actually, mm -hmm. there's so many nerve endings there. Mm -hmm. That's why we can't say the G-spot yet, the clitoris. It's all, let's just tell you that it all feels really good and this is why exploring it is, is important and that when you're doing that, it's like you're still pulling on the nerve endings are still kind of tugging at them if you will or with the layering and the orbiting because it's all these nerve endings that you're experimenting yeah. with is and what we're I'm all saying. different and also like penises are different too you know like exactly. I definitely feel like you know I am hetero like what do they call it hetero flexible right mm -hmm. they're like well, maybe even, I don't know but like most of my experiences have been with the penises over <laughs> right. over vaginas and vulvas but you know some some guys or some penis havers don't like it when their balls get touched. Some of it, some people do. Exactly, you got to check so, case by know, case, ball by ball basis. So, yeah, everyone's different. Everybody like just it's not it's not like oh that means that like the balls don't exist. Like it's different people have. You got to talk about it. So how yeah. did you figure it out with your partner, your husband? Um, the second I touched his balls, he like he does not like it. Right. So I kind of sometimes still honestly I. We're getting pretty personal here. It's fine. We're but like, hey, I do. sometimes still feel like it's a trust thing. I'm like, do you not trust me? Right. Like, I, I have like, you know, I, I if somebody was asking me, I'd be like, well, you shouldn't take it personally, you know. Exactly. Mm -hmm. This. Is but like, in between me and him, I'm like, it's because you don't trust me. Yeah. <laughs> you think I'm gonna smash your balls? Like, yeah. Yeah. You're like, I know how to do this. Yeah. It's true though. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> but I do. Like, I like to nib. I I do like pulling and nibbling and biting a little bit more than he does so sometimes I do it maybe more to him I could see where balls, my, maybe right. he doesn't trust me like I kind of get it well if he said not to and you are I don't trust you either yeah <laughs> um I understand what he's saying but it's a good freaking point that we don't probably talk about the the penis is that 
it is so different in every person too. Mm-hmm. So I've even had like recently we had an email from a woman from a listener and she was like, I'm dating someone and he really doesn't like blowjobs. What, what do I do? Am I doing it wrong? Because as women, oftentimes we do blame ourselves and think totally. like we're missing something. But yes, there's some people who don't love oral sex. I think sex. men do that too. I think that that's actually one of the things we hear about our vibrators right. that people really like or you know, or a wide range of things is like they don't, men often want to feel like they're still doing it and they feel like, oh, if you use a vibrator, like it's not really me. Like it's not, I need to give you the orgasm. Exactly. Kind of so how do you, okay, so this is it's my question. Like interesting. How, because you actually are making the toys. I'm just, it's one of the many things I talk about. Yeah. In the sense of like, but but for you, like you must get that every day. Like, is it going to replace? I mean, you still yeah. are oftentimes. So what's your answer to that? Because I know I've answered it so many times in, on the show and in life when they're like, oh, we don't need that. You're telling them what you do, right? You probably, yeah. and they're like a couple and they're like, oh, that sounds nice that you make toys. We don't need that. Yeah. Because there is this sense that or, he's supposed to deliver mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And I feel like there's also this, you know, I think guys definitely have an ego thing with it as well. One thing that we say often in the office is that if we're going to acknowledge that women are sexual beings, we also need to validate that men are emotional beings and that they're sensitive and these things do matter in their sexual experiences. And it's really easy, I think, to, or it can be really easy to just be like, that's, you know, it's not a human being. It's just this object. It's a tool. It can never truly replace another human. Um, but if that's how someone's feeling, we need to acknowledge that and have right. a conversation about it in a, in a, in a real way. Right. But I think once people, those also, are the people haven't tried. Yeah. What yeah I also think that not everybody does have access to a partner. And if this is a really fantastic way, it's you must like, have a lot of firsts, like people uh, who've emailed or got in touch. With you, mm-hmm. We get a lot of emails. So however they see you in life and say like, wow, they had the first orgasms. And, mm-hmm. right? Or their first time feeling comfortable buying a vibrator mm-hmm. or using a vibrator. Um, yeah, and we've also like had a lot of first two as a company. We're the first uh, company to uh, in this space to be on Kickstarter. We were just on like primetime TV. On oh, the- I want to talk to you about that. Yeah, so like we'll we'll we've had some of our own kind of first as well, and I think that that is helping more people. S- change how they view the space yeah they well i think so i watched you she was just on today's show mm-hmm. they can check it out on your site yeah um actually but if you go to the megan kelly live show and it was yeah your men kelly yeah. and i was like wow you know it's so funny because since we saw it on sex in the city the vibrant there's really there are laws against showing uh vibrant you can't show them on tv like mm-hmm. i know i've been on a few talk shows and they were like but well, we can't actually show it and it's like, and I could see you because I remember having been, I was on the Today Show and the doctors, a few other things. And they were like, you can't, you literally have to be so careful about what you say. Like you couldn't even say, like she said to you, oh, there's a clip on it. Like you couldn't even, you said labia majora. I said labia majora. But you couldn't and say then clitoris. People like, I know I did. I also you said, said clitoris. clitoris. I did say clitoral Clit- simulation. They didn't want us to use the word masturbation, but they were. They told us they were like, if it's a medical word, why wouldn't we be able to use it? And I was like, yep. But I, I, but in my head, I was like, oh, there's, there's men. There has been. It's it's not very clear about what you can and cannot say. You can say vagina on TV, but you can say vagina now. You can, but it's just that a lot of places don't. They right. just recommend. They just don't want you to. Like when vagina monologues came out, they couldn't even say vagina. Like yeah. when it came out like twenty five years That's ago. Crazy. So I think you are changing the face of it, and I think you guys are doing great work at Dame Products. They're beautiful products, and they're helping a lot of people. And I really do think that we are in a, 
you're helping to usher in a new new era of toys and helping couples with intimacy and women and vulva owners and penis yeah, owners. And it feels can really. Can we all get along? I mean, just even offering a different version of, of what these tools can be has is. It's really yeah, feels really great, you, very innovative, mm-hmm. exciting. Alex, <laughs> you help me answer some emails from the people. I would love to. Okay, we. I love my listeners, okay? They ask me really good questions, mm-hmm. and I'm glad you're here to help. It's why do I do? If you want a question, answer on the show. You can text Ask Emily, all one word, to 797979. Fill out the short form. Put yes if you'd like to be called. We do caller shows. They're really fun. Or go to sexwithemily.com, click the Ask Emily tab, and include your name, your age, where you live, and how you listen to the show. Okay, this is from Laura26 in Pennsylvania. Help, I'm that one exception that everybody's scared of. I have herpes. I have outbreaks of genital sores. I got it when I was sexually assaulted. I know that this is heavy stuff, so sorry to bring down the mood. I love your show and hope this does not preclude us from being besties. I get it, no one wants to have herpes and no one wants to have sex with someone with herpes. Oh, and no one wants to discuss rape. How do I tell someone I'm about to have sex with slash dating my status and not just be someone who never has sex again? Should I just walk around with a sign that says, I have herpes? Should I just remove my vagina altogether? Maybe I should become a nun? Oh, Laura, we are still besties. You do not have to stop having sex. Everyone's going to want to have sex with you at the same rate. I'm telling you, this is not a deal breaker. And I'm glad you wrote because her language, doesn't your heart go, huh, babe, you're fine. This happens. What is it, one in four, one in five people? So a lot of people have herpes one, which is like, cold sores if you've ever had a cold yeah. sore then you've then you have the virus a lot of people also have i think general herpes doesn't necessarily mean that they are sh- having sores just be, you know you could have it and it could be dormant in your body right and f- first laura i think make sure you go to your doctor you, there's great medication yeah. out there that works just really take well daily can, suppress it you mm-hmm, take them take, and you just yeah i mean it, it definitely depends and some people don't have to take them every day and it depends on I believe I actually am not even sure. So I can tell you so if mm-hmm. you have outbreaks definitely you want to just take them it's just helpful but for some people they might have one outbreak and they'll never have one again. again yeah. So it kind of depends on your situation what strain you have and to um to just be safe but you really you do have to tell people that you're if you're having mm-hmm. sex with them if you're not having an outbreak and you're taking the suppressant and you're using protection you're pretty safe at that point. Yeah. But I think we all know, I feel like no one's using condoms. Do people tell you this? Do your friends use condoms? I want you all to use condoms. I feel like I hear this and it's ridiculous because mm-hmm. it just takes one time and you can get an STD. But maybe if we just all had herpes, that would be we basically easier. basically do. I mean, it's happening. But <laughs> exactly. Then, we, then we'll have other problems. I mean, there are, and there are other STDs we'll other that are host- actually so, I mean, or, or can have a more negative impact in the quality of your life than herpes. So, you know, it's not true for all. Right, exactly. So, but it's not a deal breaker. Your life is not over. It is not a death sentence. You just want to be honest and just say, I want, you know, I have herpes. I'm taking daily suppressant or whatever method you decide. And I'm using protection. And the chances are, you know, again, you don't know if someone's a carrier or not, but you just have to be, be honest. Yeah. Just say, if you have any questions, like they can ask you questions, but I don't think it's like a, babe, I'm so afraid you, this, this is the language. This is what I want to say to you, Laura. This is the language I need you to change here. I need you to change your entire mindset that there's something wrong with you, that you have some scarlet letter that no one's going to want to sleep with you, that you're wrong. And your life is impacted in the way that like, you're never gonna have sex again. Like this is not that. So when you're talking to someone about it, it's more like, I just need you to know, like it's straightforward. Mm-hmm. You don't have to keep talking about it for hours. You have to apologize. You don't have to, mm-hmm. hey, I have herpes. It's really common. 
um, what you know, hopefully you're taking a suppressant and we're use condoms and I just want you to know. There's also some really great people out there that are doing like herpes stigma work where they're, you know, I think, I think coming out as having an STD, like, you know, I had HPV, I got HPV, I mean, probably still dormant in my system in some way. And I remember like, just like the how hard it was to tell people even that and how, then I kind of got really addicted to telling everybody because I felt like everybody needed to know that how... Is that the HPV? I understand your tattoo now. Just kidding. She doesn't have a tattoo. <laughs> what if she did that said HPV? That's how upset she was. No, but I just wanted everybody to know. I didn't even know it, it, it existed and I didn't know you can get it the ways I had gotten it and all these things. So, you know, I really how wanted to... get to, it? Well, I mean, I, I got it. Um, like, uh, I did everything thing that you were supposed to do like I was dating this guy and we had sex and we used a condom and I still ended up with HPV well this can happen yeah it can happen from okay you guys so just want you to know it, this comes down to also communication talking to someone about it and um Laura get comfortable you could practice with your friends if you're nervous about it like tell your your best girlfriends but once you have this conversation with someone you're gonna realize it's just like saying like and this is how I need you to touch my clitoris and I have herpes mm-hmm. and here's how it all goes down so um you're gonna be fine you will be fine. Okay. Oh, no, so, and then I, I went on the I went on the pill, and then I think that's when I and then we had gone to just the whole thing. Uh, yeah, I don't remember no, what happened, but, but I remember feeling really like I did know, all the though, things. But you can't even really know. It could be from because he could have a dormant or, in his exactly in, in his body, so it could be from yeah. oral sex. Mm-hmm. It could be from we don't know kissing. Yeah. There's a lot of different ways to get a lot of different things. So. Just be, you guys, go to your doctors, use protection. All that is important. There's good condoms out there too, you guys. Like if you like, oh, they're uncomfortable, they make sex worse, like you can actually, I love skin condoms, lifestyle. Like share your personal narrative too. I know it's really hard, but it's so helpful too for other people. Well, this is what saying what you just said about once you t- you were so scared and then once you told people it got a lot easier. You guys, that's how life is. So that's all the things like your secrets. They say this in AA. I'm not sober, but I know I just love it. And like, but sometimes I wish because I, I've been to meetings, I think with friends, whatever. They're like, you're only as sick as your secrets. Mm-hmm. Meaning like the more, like when you speak your truths and you're really honest, you realize it gives you so much being vulnerable and being open. So You'll true. be shot from the rooftops that you've herpes. I mean, I think that's also why more. I was so, so, so interested in sexuality because it was like a truth and it did seem like something worth talking about that we weren't supposed to talk about and it was like a forced secrets. It was like, you're going to want to have sex, but you're definitely not supposed to have any of these desires and these feelings. It's like, you know, built, it's like built in secrets of shame that are right. in, in you. And I just really wanted to get those out. Exactly. I really wanted to talk about it. I was like, I like, I like talking about poop too. Right, poop is a huge crowd pleaser. Yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a lot. I think people feel it's like easier talking it's like about. Like we poop. all poop. Also, you know, money is another thing that people have. Yes, money, is money yeah. and sex mm-hmm. and kids are and the three okay. things. It's okay to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, and it's not always easy. We were saying even in our own relationships or in life, it's not always, but it gets easier over yeah. time. Okay, this is from Cecilia. She's nineteen. Hello, Emily. I wanted to email you because I've been listening for a while and need your help. All caps. I have a text with two guys and I find that the moment I do, I stop liking them. This is probably because the sex that we have is terrible. For both people, I've tried different positions, been encouraging, given and received oral. Maybe it's because we're inexperienced, but whatever, I try. I don't I don't end up enjoying it. I find myself craving to have sex with these guys and then when I do it, all I want to do is stop and do other things. Mm. I'm great on my own, but for some reason when I add someone else, it doesn't work. Am I just really bad at sex? Thanks and love you. 
Oh, okay. So Cecilia is 19, which I think is amazing that you're emailing and you're listening. So thank you, because I think at 19, I didn't even know to ask about sex. So I love this. And um, I love that you're experimenting and encouraging and, and know uh, yourself. I mean, that you're whatever, that you're working on yourself. But I don't want to pathologize you and say that like, you know, that there's like a problem here at all. I feel like in my mind, you're night, like the fact that you, do you have those periods when you were dating, you're like not into anybody. You're learning yourself. Yeah, but I've even had periods like with my current partner too, where like, we'll start having sex and I'll feel, well, it's, it's a really different issue where it's like, oh, and we're doing the same thing we've done, we did yesterday or like last week. And like, I'll, I will have, like, I've definitely have had feelings where I've been really into it. And then we start having sex or something and like, I kind of lose it. Right. I mean, I definitely feel for me actually, as I've gotten older and I have more in my mind, well, that's like, the, you know, that's it's just about thing. like staying present. Exactly. Um, it's our mind pulls us out of it. Yeah. But I was going to say that she should, um, maybe she, you need to be single for a while. Like take your, take the well, pressure off that- yourself to find the one. Because 19 is a good time to just date around. Because she said she has sex with them and then she doesn't like them. Or she has sex with them and the sex is bad. So I feel like it would be a good time for her to go out and just start communicating her needs to whoever you're yeah, with. Yeah, without- and it, it also, if, if she's having sex with other 19-year-old boys, they're also probably learning. Everybody's learning at the same time and nobody really knows what they're doing. But I think it's really awesome that she's having solo experiences that, are enjoyable. That's definitely a really good place to start and to learn about your body so you can have the language to express what you like. And then I would also maybe suggest like playing a slow, I mean, I'm going to make an assumption. I I definitely find that a lot of my partners, they just need to slow down, just slow down, like touch softer. And this, you know, could be my personal experience. No, I'm telling you, that's it. So, like, do some like sensate, like, do like some like meditation and like massage each other and try, you know, maybe like try creating like a cult, like a game about sensation and play and just, just like closing your eyes and, you know, like mindful touching and see where that goes. I think you're right. Okay. Especially at night with the testosterone at 19, like, I feel like there's a lot of rushing through it. Because they're new at it as well, and like no one's slowing down. Like, brain, like that's how you, you see, it's going And every insane. time you see sex too in the media, it's like goes from like kissing to like heavy petting to piving so quickly. And I feel like then that that's what you think you want, and you're like really into it. And like I definitely like I know, um, come as you are by yep. Emily. Nagasaki, Nagasaki? She talks a lot about, about having like these accelerators in your yes. brain and breaks in your brain. And like, there's just something that happens and you're like super turned on. And then when you're turned off, you are turned off. So yep. like, it's, it's a really natural feeling that you're feeling. Right. Exactly. And learning how to play with it. And mm-hmm. I love the idea of slowing down. I always say that go five times slower than you think or three, five too much because yeah. five seems like people really get it. But whatever you're doing right now, I guarantee for men and for women, we can all stand to just slow down a little and be yeah. more mindful. Like you were just saying that you get in your head sometimes. Yeah, you have business, a lot more concerns going mm-hmm. on. And I, I find that too. And it's funny because even though I'm giving advice all the time, going back to like what I do and how my sex life is, I still find that I wander but I, what I've learned is this, I can bring myself back and I'm so, mm. but it took me so long. I mean, really just even 
some it just doesn't get as far now where I it would just I'd be really turned on and then I'm thinking like oh god I didn't text this person back right right now I can't have sex because you know and then it's yeah. really a choice in that moment to say I'm gonna but I'm gonna let yeah. that go and I'm gonna go back into my body I'm gonna slow it down go back to kissing like yeah. in any moment what I want like what I want Cecilia to learn and everyone to learn is that. At any moment, you have the choice to stop that train of sex. Like the, if it's going too fast or if it's you're not feeling it and to just go back to the basics, the kissing, the touching, and yeah. then rebuild again. De- definitely to rebuild again. Rebuild it again. Bring it back up again. Okay, so thank you, Cecilia, for that question. All right, that is our last email. Alexandra, fine, <laughs> from Dame Products. I'm so excited to see you here in California. Congratulations on all of your success. Everyone can check you out. Dameproducts.com. Mm-hmm. A fine human on Instagram. Yeah. I'm and Dame Products yeah. on Instagram mm-hmm. and Twitter. And anything else you want to say? Any last words? Everyone can check them out. They're great products you can wear. I love, I mean, you can wear them during sex. Yeah. Wear them. They're great. There's like, Finn is like a, a no grip handheld vibrator and even wearable, it stays in place. We also have a pretty cool return policy. It's just like really unique in this space. Yeah. We just want people to be happy and enjoy and feel like they can take a risk just like any other product. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You're doing a good job. Thank you. Thank you, honey. Okay, thanks everyone. Thank you for listening. Thanks to my amazing team, Ken, Sarah, producer, Jamie, and Michael. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. The Big O. Everyone's always asking me about it. How do I get there? Or I've never had one. Or I can only have it on my own. Some people are like, I can only have it when I'm sleeping, Emily. That is actually a thing. You guys, but here's the thing about sex. It's not so linear. And it shouldn't only be focused on orgasms. What about your pleasure? What about intimacy? What about finding other ways to feel good? I just want you all to think about sex differently. Because there's a lot more to healthy sex than just orgasms. However, I'm not saying orgasms aren't amazing. I mean, they are. You see, I can't guarantee you orgasms, but I can give you some tools to help you along the way. Thanks to adamandeve.com because they want to get you there too with their Big O Kit. It comes with a great little mini vibe plus a special Climax gel that gets everything extra tingly. It's a great combo for some amazing pleasure. But also, they want to give you more than the Big O. You can also get 50% off one of your items and free shipping. I mean, have you been to adamandeve.com? They have so many toys, like literally every product you'd want, they have. All you have to do is use code EMILY at checkout and all the above can be shipped discreetly to your door. So while I can't promise you an orgasm, I can promise you a whole lot of pleasure and at least one big O. So check it out. You'll get 50% off almost any single item, free shipping and the free big O kit. Head over to adamandeve.com and enter code EMILY at checkout.